not going to say action because Carly's going to laugh. <laughs> Take it away, folks. Welcome back to Life in Progress. I'm Carly. And I'm Alana. And wow, I just realized this might be one of our last in-person episodes for a while. Sad. What are we going to do? I feel like we've been getting so used to this. I know. We've just been going around my beach house and finding different areas and backgrounds to record in. Which, you guys, if you're not watching this, you need to watch this because this is so stunning. We have a little fake fireplace going on. Things are getting heated up. They are. They are. They are. They are. Everything's heating up. Yeah, everything's heating up. (laughs) So, Carly, what's in progress for you right now? That's so unfair. (laughs) That's literally so unfair. I said to Alana right before we started, shit, I didn't think of what's in progress in my life right now. And I said, do you know? And she goes, no, but it'll come to me. And here we are, her asking me first. So, um, what's in progress in my life right now or this week? Decor. Oh, yes. Yes. Decor is so in progress. So in progress. My mother and father built a beach house in. They did? No. (laughs) Can I come? Can I see it? You haven't shown me any pictures or videos. If you haven't seen it on TikTok. First time I'm hearing about it. We're going viral. Um, But my mom. And, you know, I hope she doesn't get mad at me for this. She's not like the most stylish when it comes to decorating a house. I mean, most people aren't. Right. I struggle. Have you seen my apartment? Yeah, it's pretty bad too. Things in places (laughs) within walls. So I've taken over as interior designer and I am now decorating this entire house. So stay tuned on TikTok. It is in progress. Oh, that's definitely in progress. Okay. What about you, Hotshot? I have. Do you want to hear my answer? Yeah, you've been thinking about it this whole time that I've been talking. My pickleball career is in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I played for the first time yesterday. Carly, tell them how it went. Um, first of all, Alana's a tennis player. So I feel like with pickleball, you know, if you start out playing tennis or you know how to play tennis, you can pick it up easily or at least like, you know, you, you would think so. Alana like almost killed me. Like she was very good. And I think I'm good considering Jason makes me play literally every weekend, but she was very good. She had a little boo-boo though. She has we some, had a boo-boo. She has some battle wounds. There's an incident. We got very into this game. I think it was the longest singles game I have ever played in my entire life. And we were diving for the ball. If you haven't played pickleball, you're not really supposed to play singles. Like it's a doubles <laughs> game. So playing singles is a little, a little trickier. And Alana dove. Multiple up. times, but yes. there was one specific dive. One specific one. It was a little she, deeper. Yeah. She she dove and backwards. She fell. She fell to the point of all of these men coming over, <laughs> being like, are you okay? Are you okay? Kind of like They're like reaching out. out their hands. They're like trying to pick me up. I'm like, I'm going to stay down here for a minute if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, like, please don't touch me. <laughs> I wasn't sure at that point if I was going to laugh or cry or both or one than the other. I didn't know. So are you going to play pickleball again or are you scarred? Oh, I'm obsessed. Okay. I'm going to destroy you later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's just be clear. I won. Um, By three points. <laughs> That says the girl who plays every single day. It's true. It's she kind of, won it's kind by of three points to the person who had never played before. So okay. someone asked us recently if we're competitive. <laughs> and I like, I hadn't necessarily been put in a competitive situation um, prior, like in within the days or week leading up to that question being asked. And as we were playing yesterday, I was like, wow, I've never known how to not be competitive. Yeah. Like I can't just play to play. No, no, no. No, I'm very competitive. And then yeah. we, we very quickly realized that us together are very competitive. Yep. So with ourselves, with each other, with 
the world. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to start off. That's how we'll structure at the beginning of our podcast. Do a little what's, you know, what's in progress for us this week. And we're also going to do some listener questions. We've gotten a ton already, which is awesome. So thank you to everyone who has written in, who has followed us. If you haven't, follow us at It's Life in Progress on Instagram and TikTok. Yep. All right. First one. How's matchmaking going? Oh, that is the biggest question we have been getting since we launched our new matchmaking company called The Setup. Although we did just find out recently that we can't name it that. We can't so name it that. If anyone has any naming suggestions, so hopefully by the time this comes out, yeah, we will have a new name. But um, let yeah. us know. We let need a know. new name for the setup. We'll so reward the person who comes up with it. With you'll be on the podcast. Yeah, we'll come on, on the podcast. podcast. We'll bring you on. Oh, so we haven't had this discussion of are we having guests on or not? I guess. Oh, I guess we're having. <laughs> I guess we're having the person who comes up with the name <laughs> as our first and possibly only or not guest. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the guests, thank we you guys will, for like bearing with us as we like learn on the go. Yeah, thank you. We're in progress. We are so in progress. Life in progress, in progress. Two guests we 100% will be having on just depending on when or are Jason and Jake. Jason and Jake. My we'll boyfriend. together. Yeah. I was going to say my boyfriend, your fiance, drink. <laughs> drink. <laughs> um, but matchmaking is going great. We are having so much fun with it. Like I'm really surprised by how much I actually enjoy the process of it. I think in the beginning, as we were doing all the admin stuff, like setting up the forms and trying to figure out logistics, I was like, I don't know if I'm like as excited about this as I want to be, or as Carly is, or as I think I might be. And then once we like pressed go and really started doing it and started meeting with people who we're working with and trying to set them up with others and getting feedback and stuff. Like, I love it. It's so fun. It's so fun. And we didn't realize how fun it would be. Like when we got on our first call, so we started with one guy. We just wanted to take it slow to start. We got on our first call and we had the best time ever Ever. talking to him. Oh my God. It was so much fun. Like we wish we could just do that. Yeah. (laughs) Just like talk to people all day long about Um, dating. You know, that was so fun. So basically we're going to do an entire episode on the, we don't have a name yet matchmaking <laughs> company. Um, so make sure to give us some questions and anything you want to know, basically how it's going to go down. We have a free database right now. Anybody can join. If you are in the database, you have a higher chance from Joe Schmo on the street in getting set up with someone who is going to be our, what we call priority setup. Mm-hmm. Right now we have a wait list of priority setups. And if you're on that wait list, we're, you know, we're going one by one and making sure that we have a match for you. And that's how you'll be taken off the wait list. So I know that was a lot, but if you have other questions, we are going to do a full episode on it. If you're single, make sure to join the database. Yeah. And if you haven't heard from us, if you're on the wait list, like just know that we're trying really hard to be very not, I don't want to say specific, but we don't want to take bite off more than we can chew Yeah, because we really want this to work. So yeah. we're learning as we go matchmaking in progress. We're learning as we go. We want to make sure that you guys have a positive experience. So if you haven't heard from us, it's not because we don't think you're dateable. It's not because we don't want to set you up. It's just because we're taking our time so that we can really make this work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uno mas. Um, Alana, what has surprised you the most about wedding planning? Drink. Hey, it wasn't my question. You still said it. It wasn't my question. Um, I will say it in the beginning, I felt like nobody actually warns you for how stressful and complicated it is. Like I felt like I was thrown into a shark infested ocean (laughs) 
and <laughs> don't I, get engaged friends and I was expecting the opposite of that and like I feel really lucky like I'm, I'm planning like my parents have been so helpful and Jake's parents have been wonderful and like I have a great support system and, and planning committee like we're not working with a wedding planner but I I feel like for my situation that it's been this stressful like oh my god like what if what about people who are like planning it maybe without the help of their parents or like whose families don't get along in the way that ours do so it was just a lot at once especially in the beginning when you feel like there's all this pressure to book certain things but now we've kind of hit a lull where like the biggest things are done the most important things are are pretty much done and we kind of get to take our time I've been looking for dresses and that's been an experience um mixed emotions on that but um yeah it's gotten a lot better okay yeah so surpri- good. just surprised by how stressful it was in the beginning got it yeah you know what, something we didn't say in the beginning and I'm not sure if we're going to do this every episode if we're gonna say in the beginning what we're going to be mainly talking about this episode or if we wait oh it's gonna be in the title oh <laughs> Okay. It's okay. Carly's new here. Car- Carly's new here. Carly's learning. Carly doesn't know how podcasts work. All right. So it'll be in the title what we're talking about. Okay. Well, Carly, it. what are we talking about today? Take it away. So we are going to talk a little bit about careers and life after college and kind of everything there is to know about our experiences in our own careers and what we've learned and our biggest lessons and kind of everything else about careers. (laughs) Yeah, I think for both of us, you know, with our content, we get asked a ton of questions every day about our career paths and how we got here and what jobs we had before this and if like what advice we have for someone who wants to do what we do. And honestly, like the career conversation, I've been invited as a guest on other podcasts to talk about it. I might love talking about my career more than dating. Really? Yeah. Like, Interesting. There's so much I feel like that I learned along the way and mistakes I made and paths I didn't expect to go down. So I really love kind of opening the floor to conversations about this because nobody knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, if you asked me five years ago when I was graduating college six years ago, I can't do the math, if I was going to be making videos and putting them seven years ago seven years ago, <laughs> putting them <laughs> on an app and making money from that. And that was my career. I would laugh in your face. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if anyone told me I would host more than one podcast yeah. or even like be a dating expert, help people with their dating lives, like what? I don't think I knew what a podcast was. No. <laughs> what um, podcast I, no, actually, I remember the first podcast I heard about was Serial and it was in 2014, mm. my abroad semester, because I was in the car I was driving an hour and a half to and from work every day. And so many people suggested I listen to Serial. And I just like didn't understand the concept of it. So I did. It was like, like one the murder book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't get it. So I didn't do it. But that was really my first Intro. exposure yeah. to what a podcast was. Okay. So I feel like we should start. Maybe we'll start a little bit about our backstory. And then we'll go into some listener questions that yeah. we've gotten about careers. So Perfect. Alana, take it away. You start first. Tell us a little bit about internships and then post-grad to kind of where you are now. Yeah. So my backstory, I was actually intending to go into the music industry, which I did for some time. And so when I was in college, my major was television, radio, film, and my minor was music business. I also first started out as a photojournalism major for my freshman year of college and then kind of made this decision like, listen, like I don't need a degree to take pictures to the degree that I want to take pictures. I feel like I'm good enough for what I do. I'm at this amazing college with this amazing program. I should like do something else while I'm here, 
you know, make the most of it. Mm -hmm. So changed my major, realized there was a music industry program at the school, which I don't know how I didn't know this because it was like one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. And so took on that program as a minor and kind of just figured out like, oh my God, there's a clear vision of exactly what I want to do here. Like I want to use like my camera and I want to create like photos and video content and put it on social media and help people feel connected to their favorite musicians because that was a huge part of my childhood and my kind of like growth as I feel like that's very rare that you kind of figured out what you wanted to do so early on. Yes. I have it like me personally, I'm still figuring it out. Probably figured it out a month ago. Um, So it's okay, by the way, guys, if you have absolutely yeah. no idea what you want to do. Like, Alana, that's amazing. That's such a rare case. But here's the thing. It, it's 1,000 million percent okay if you have no idea what you want to do because you could be in the position I was in where I thought I knew exactly yep. what I was going to do, what, what I was meant to do, what I was working towards. And imagine my surprise when, like, I did it through, for all my internships in college. I did all of these incredible things. And then I get into the workforce out of college and I am absolutely miserable. And I've never felt more confused and more lost because mm-hmm. I found this thing that I loved. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And suddenly I was confused. I felt so almost like I had been manipulated into liking this yeah. thing or like, I don't know. It, it was just, it was very confusing. So it's, and- it's okay to not know what you want to do because there are people like me who thought they knew exactly what they wanted to do ended up hating it and ended up doing something completely different. And it's not a waste of time. No. I feel like so many times I'm like, oh, I just wasted an entire year doing this. It's not a waste of time. It all leads you to the right place. But sorry, keep going. Yeah. So in college, I literally tried to get my foot in the door at any single music industry company that I could because I always felt like all my friends, their parents had connections to get them into every concert and meet and greet and like mine didn't. So I was like, okay, like I don't have the connections to just get this internship. Like I really got to work. I really got to hustle. So I ended up, my first internship was actually at Z100, which was a, insane that that was my first internship. But, and we'll get into this, like how I got these jobs. Like I, I made myself stand out to them. So I interned at Z100, which having that on my resume then helped me get my foot in the door any, anywhere else. So that I went on, I interned at Capitol Records. I interned at MTV News. I interned at iHeartRadio out in LA for Kiss FM and then graduated college with what I thought was the best resume out of any single person that I knew. That sounds unreal. (laughs) Best best resume out of anyone I knew. Best connections. Could not get a job for the life of me. So I interned after college at Billboard. You interned after college. How long? For the summer. Wow. So it wasn't full-time. Wasn't full-time. I was interned until graduated in May. I, I interned from end of May or beginning of June through August and got a job. Do you think it's easier to get jobs now? No. You think it's harder? But can I say something? One thing that I think was harder for us is there wasn't this social media, TikTok content creation world because there were just these big corporate, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but what I was looking at was these like big corporate companies, ABC, Disney, like trying to get, you know, MTV, trying to get into the big you know, things. Now there's all these cool startups and... But there always were these cool startups. They just weren't... There wasn't that much... Like, we didn't have the awareness that they were there yeah. because social media was still, like, figuring it out. But every single brand out there and startup and company had their own Instagram, had their own Facebook, had Twitter. Like, they were all doing these things and 
and doing like promoted posts and stuff. It was just different. It wasn't, they were having normal people who had a following promoting their thing. So we just didn't know about it the right. same way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. on. So ended up finally getting a job. I worked at Sony music out of college for two years and I, for the first six months, I like drank the Kool-Aid and was like, this is the greatest place ever. And then like six months after the rose colored glasses kind of came off and I felt like I had not learned a single thing. I felt like they were encouraging me to have ideas, but then my ideas didn't matter. And I was 21 years old and, and sitting next to my 28, 29, 30 year old coworkers who were still living paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. and feeling just as drained and creatively stunted as I was. And I look at them like, I can't, I can't be you. I cannot become you. Like there's so much more I want to do. Like I was so passionate about what I wanted that I was like, I can't, this can't be my future. Mm -hmm. All the while I was having horrible personal experiences with my career. I started dating somebody that I worked with and was like planning my future career with it completely ruined music for me. Like I stopped listening to music mm -hmm. and I needed to get out. And that's when I ended up stumbling into the dating world and working at Hinge where I worked for a little over two years. I, my title when I started was video and content producer. My title when I left was lead content creator. I also started a podcast for them. And working at Hinge was like my identity. Um, and starting that podcast and, and really opening up about my personal experiences and, and my dating struggles was like this new light bulb moment of like, okay, it's, it's okay that, you know, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. And turns out it wasn't like that all led me to this. And this is what I am truly meant to do. Yeah. Which is podcasting, matchmaker, dating expert, <laughs> dating coach, <laughs> social media influencer. What else are you? Yeah. What do I do? It's so funny when people ask, like, what do you do? And I'm like, uh, uh do you have some time? <laughs> yeah. How, how much time we got? So that's my long story, medium length. Carly, go ahead. Yeah. And just to be clear, if you don't know this, which I think we have mentioned, Alana was laid off from Hinge. Yes. Um, Oh, yeah. So, so that's a huge part of yeah. that. It wasn't her choice necessarily. No, it, it wasn't my choice to leave. That being said, I was feeling very, very held back. I was feeling very depressed in my position there. And I really wanted to leave. But I had found this thing, which was the podcast I had started for them. I had found this thing I loved to do more than anything. And I felt very stuck because I thought, thought to myself, okay, like there's only a few companies I could really go to and do this. And that's like Barstool or Betches. But at the same time, I had no confidence because I kept being told no at every turn. Yeah. And I did not have an ounce of confidence to like pitch myself to any of these places. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to stay here forever. And I thought I could, because I thought I had the most job security in the world, but mm. I was crying every day. I was so miserable, but I didn't have the strength to leave on my own. And when I got into that zoom call, I literally, a, a calendar invite appeared on my calendar at like 9am one morning. And I just had this gut feeling out of yeah. nowhere the day before never would have in a million years guessed this. I was like, I think I'm getting fired. And I texted some of my coworkers and they're like, on a no way, like shut the fuck up. Um, I was like, no, I really think so. And I called my boss and he didn't answer. And this is the person I was uh, getting on the Zoom with. And so the second the Zoom started, 
he goes, hi. I go, am I getting fired right now? <laughs> and you were. And I was. <laughs> and um, it was the biggest weight off of my shoulders in the entire world. Like I left that call. During that call, I texted people and was like, I'm, I just got fired. I'm starting a podcast, which fired is the wrong term. I got let go. Yeah. But um, I remember like going for a walk after and like, I've never felt more free in my life. And I just knew I'm like, I'm not applying to companies. I'm not applying to jobs. Yeah. Like I am making this work. I love that. I mean, I wish I felt that way when I got laid off. <laughs> I was like, I went into like depressed mode. Um, Listen, I, I spent six weeks coloring my feelings in adult curse word coloring books. Yeah. Okay. Like I, it wasn't, it wasn't just overnight. Like, yeah, I got this. I can do this. Like I was not okay for yeah. a while, but it, yeah. but it was a weight lifted. No, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I won't go too much into it, but I can just for time's sake. Go into it. But Started at UF, I, funny enough, I actually majored my first year in psychology, which full circle because now, you know, seven years later, I'm back to getting my master's in social work, but I failed psychology my summer freshman year. So I decided- I don't know that's something you want to tell people. You know what? I was partying. We've like, come a long way. We've come a long way. I failed it because I didn't try. Um, but yeah, so I decided to change my major. I went into communications because what else was I going to do? I wasn't doing business. Graduated and, oh, sorry. Before I graduated, I'll talk about the one, only one internship I had. Like you had a full resume. <laughs> I had one internship, one. But this was a good internship. I, junior year, going into senior year, I got an internship at ABC in Washington, D.C., which was so awesome. I... Could not get an internship for my life, though. I reached out to every single person I knew. I sent a million emails. I even called places. Like, I was that annoying girl that was like, please hire me because I have nothing on my resume. Um, but I did get into ABC. I Which don't, is huge. Yes. For having nothing on your resume, that is impressive. Yeah, 100%. Like, how? I Honestly, I don't remember I think I wrote I like sent a video of myself or I wrote something and I think I knew someone who knew someone who knew someone yeah who like put me in contact but not to the right department somehow my resume got on the right person's desk and I don't know why they decided to have a call with me but they did and I got the internship and oh, I keep hitting my mic and I got the internship and this was after my first bad breakup so it worked out perfectly that I moved to DC for the summer I just found out 20 minutes before we recorded this that <laughs> Carly lived in D.C. I was like, wait, what? I know. That's also like weirdly underrated. Yeah. I loved it. I love D.C. Um, Let's go visit Sam. Yeah, I'm down. So did that. Thought, you know, okay, I'm going to be a broadcaster. I'm going to be a sports broadcaster. I wanted to be, you know, on the sidelines. We have to share your tapes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They're so funny. They're so freaking embarrassing. <laughs> um, I wanted to be Erin Andrews. You know her? Yeah, I think you've mentioned that yeah, she, yeah, she's like the sports girl. I really wanted to be her. So funny. Until I found out that I would have to move to like Bumblefuck, yep. Iowa, yeah. wake up at four in the morning, and that's how my career would be started. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Not doing that. So when I graduated college, all I wanted to do was move to New York City because I'm, I'm from Philly. I'm not from New York. All of my friends from college were moving there. That's where everyone was going. I wanted to be in it. And... Fortunately enough, you know, my parents were able to support me getting a really bad <laughs> paying job in New York City. Yeah. My first job was, I want to say, 30000 I was 33. I negotiated to 34. Oh, I wasn't allowed to negotiate for this. After a year, I remember having a 
meeting with my boss and my boss's boss. And they talked about how incredible I was for 45 minutes straight and how big of an asset to the team I am and how everyone's so much better off with me there and all these amazing ideas I have and all this stuff. And then they go, we're so excited to give you this extra money. I got a $600 raise. <laughs> That's- I went from making $34,000 to $34,600. That's no. like 25 cents a day. No, or no like, that's actually like, terrible. That's insane. No, it's not okay. So I worked at a company called Mindshare and it was under a larger company called Group M. It was like media buying. I didn't know. Oh, I know what Group it was. M. You know? Group yeah. M? Okay. Yeah. Many people who worked there. Yeah. Ah, so you were a Group M. Thirty thousand. Wasn't allowed to negotiate, but I'm like, I'll take it because <laughs> I was not getting anything else. Um, I really wanted to work for an ABC or whatever, but did you apply to the Page program? Yeah, duh. <laughs> I did <laughs> not get in. No, me fucking either. But imagine, <laughs> imagine we got into the Page program. Oh my god, I would die. I feel like that should be like a bit. Like, yeah. Let's make a, a thread of everyone. Like every if you if you've applied to the NBC Page program, <laughs> do at this TikTok. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh um, no, I was dying to get into that. Nope, didn't get in. So. Took Mindshare. I hated it. I hated it. I sat in an Excel every single day and like did numbers. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? So I stayed in New York City for a year. I did that. I hated my job. I hated it so much. Every single day I would watch Ellen DeGeneres at three o'clock at my desk because my job was so goddamn boring. I didn't know what else to do. One day I saw that Ellen posted something about winning a contest. If you live in New York, she wanted to fly a bunch of people out. I'm like, oh, that's me. I want to go to LA. So entered the contest, did this whole video, did the whole thing. I won naturally. It was surprised at my door. I was live on Ellen. I will share the clip. It's eventually. going on. It's going on. At, it's it, life in progress. It's so embarrassing. But after I was flown out for Ellen, I fell in love with LA. And at the time I was so unhappy. Wow, Ellen changed your life. Ellen DeGeneres you changed my life. You literally changed my life. Holy shit, I never thought about that. If only she knew. Ellen changed the entire trajectory of your whole life. She did. Wow, um, without Ellen, we wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, thank you, Ellen. So, yep, got flown out to LA, and I told my parents, I'm like, I'm moving there. Had no job, had no family, had no friends. I'm like, I'm moving there. I really need you guys to support me. <laughs> they were like, we hate you. Um, they were not happy about it, but I was so miserable in New York that, you know, they. I, I am so lucky to be in a family that supports me, you know, hundred percent. So I found a random job in LA through a friend of a friend of a friend. I was working at a live music streaming company. I also hated that. I was getting paid absolutely nothing. You just get so taken advantage of. It really is crazy. And like, I, I kind of want to take a moment to say this, like the fact that our starting salaries, they were less than minimum wage. Yeah. And thank God we were fortunate enough to have parents who could support us mm-hmm. in them. But like, it is not okay. A lot of people don't. Most people don't. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of the population does not. No, it's fucked. And it's like, like I, even, even people who still live at their home, but take these jobs, like you can't afford, you cannot afford to live. No, it's fucked up. I hate it. So I took this job, whatever. I was there for a year. It sucked. <laughs> it just sucked. I'm not even going to say the name of the job. Then I met my boyfriend in LA. We met in an apartment and at like my old apartment complex and started dating, moved in together very quickly. And I decided to work for him. How long into dating did you move in? (laughs) Oh, well, because we lived in the same apartment complex, I think after like three weeks, he just sublet his apartment and moved into mine. Curly, what? Well, there's a reason it didn't work out. 
No, it was all messed Carly. up. No, 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 it was all messed up. And then like five months later, we got our own apartment. I don't even know. It's it's a whole, a whole thing. It was not not good. Anyway, also don't work for your boyfriend. Don't. Okay? Can confirm. Don't. Well, that'll be a whole episode. That'll be a whole fucking episode. Don't work Holy for shit. the person you're dating. Yeah. So he owns a clothing company. I started working for him. And I was doing influencer marketing and just kind of helping with the marketing. And I don't even know what I was doing, honestly. Um, <laughs> just did a bunch of marketing and social media. And then he broke up with me. And then I obviously could not work there anymore. So at that point, I was like, holy shit, I don't know what to do with my life. But I was so depressed about the breakup. I couldn't even fathom finding a new job or starting a new job. So I had talked to my therapist every single day because I could not get out of bed. And after a while, I realized like, holy shit, I want to do what she does. I want to be a therapist. I want to be a relationship and dating therapist. Specifically, I want to help people the way she helped me. So I decided in a span of a month to apply to get my master's and go back to school for social work. And so I did that. I applied. I got in. Great. I was going to start that. I still needed to make money. I was still depressed. I randomly got a text from an old, old, old friend of mine. I don't even know if we were friends, actually. I just knew him from growing up um, about Locks Club. And it was like, if you're single with ridiculously, if you're Jewish and single with ridiculously high standards, like sign up. And I was like, okay, what is this? So like, I'm, that's me. That's me. I'm single and Jewish with ridiculously high standards and was depressed at the time because. Would you say your standards are ridiculously high? I think so. Yeah. I think so. So congrats, Jason, for meeting them. I mean, listen, who knows? Like in different ways, in different ways. Um, so I messaged Austin and was like, hey, I just want to help. I just want to volunteer. Let me help. I don't know what I can do, but I need to do something right now because I'm depressed. And that also changed my life. I started working at Locks Club and, you know, did it, did it as volunteer or what I thought was going to be volunteer ended up being a full-time job again like Alana Locks Club was my identity it was my identity like I was Locks Club Locks Club was me yeah <laughs> it's all I did it was I, mean, me. I knew you as the Locks Club girl yeah before we like knew knew each other a hundred percent I mean I was their first employee so I naturally made it my entire life yeah. I made career there was no difference between my life and my career yeah. which we'll get into yeah. and then two years later was laid off and now here we are I was like, I had so much PTSD from being laid off that I did not want to go to another company because I was scared of making another company my life and then losing it again. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm making my own company. <laughs> I love that. That wasn't my reasoning, but I love that. Yeah. No, I, I was, there was a not lot. Not I love that. Like that sucks. No. But like I, I get the sentiment behind that because you were like, I need to protect myself. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't making enough money at TikTok at that time with TikTok at that time that I was yeah. like, Oh, I can support myself. But, and I was looking for full-time jobs, but I was like, every job I saw, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I know myself, I'm going to make this my life again. I'm going to build up this brand or company and I could lose yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. I feel that. I, I think part of me, other than like having this thing that I loved and wanting to do it, I, I felt very frustrated by like putting my all into someone else's yep, thing. Yep. And that's what it was. I mean, I continued to do that with some freelancing things that I did, but it, after a while I was like, I'm putting so much time and effort and energy and creativity into someone else's thing. Mm -hmm. And this is with setting, the chance of being like, Oh yeah, this is setting them up for success. This is like building their career, their life, their brand, their identity. What about mine? Like, 
not, it's not even about recognition. It's not that I wasn't getting the recognition. It's like, but I have things that I want to be growing and I no longer have the time or the energy for this because I'm giving it to someone else. And that's not fair to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and to be clear, like I was okay with it because I really, I, I still do. I believe in the company. I believed in yeah. the company. Like I loved it so much. I was okay with it. I just couldn't do it again. Yeah. I could not do it again. I could not put myself in the situation again where I give my entire being yeah. to something that wasn't just mine. Yeah. Sounds like we need a lesson in boundaries. Oh, um, oh boundaries. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah. I was definitely nervous that I would, like, I felt like the same thing kept happening where I would go somewhere, like really love it, then realize like, actually I can't be as creative. Like there are so many yeah. like boundaries yeah. as for what I can do. And that was really difficult for me as somebody who was creative and just like, when I started at Hinge, it was such a startup where they're like, you're here, go do. And if I had an idea, I could just like go try it out. And that's how I started throw too. shit at the wall and see what sticks. And like, that's the environment that I thrive in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what we've created for ourselves here. Yeah. Which I have a question for you. Unrelated to literally anything. I was going to ask you this last night, but then I didn't. The ring that you wear every day, what are you going to do with that ring when you get an engagement ring? Done. It's gone. Save it for my daughter. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I want to retire this ring. Wow. I want to retire this ring so bad. I want it off of my hand. Wow. But my hand looks empty without something. So I, I need it. I need it gone. And I need a different ring on my hand. Uh, <laughs> ring swap? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I want to go into some Spitfire questions. We have a ton of like specific career things that we're going to do. Why don't we do a part two to this episode? Yeah. Because I feel like there's so much more we're going to want to talk about. Yeah. I think that's the move. There's a lot. I mean, we... Alana, there's so many nuances. Like there's yeah, so much. Alana and I plan to talk about a lot of different things of advice that we'd give, you know, our younger self and people and specific questions, questions in careers and boundaries and anxieties. And there's a lot we want to talk about, but I just realized we talked for so long about yeah. ourselves <laughs> I mean listen there's a lot to us there's a lot to us so we will do a part two yeah really getting into like specifics of questions and yeah. career advice and trust me like there are many more episodes to come about this like that's yeah. the beauty of life in progress like we're gonna have like like a, probably like 25 percent of our episodes are gonna be like about career stuff yeah 100 but I, I think that. it was really important that so you like, guys got to learn a little bit yeah. about our backstory exactly even though we didn't get much advice yeah we will <laughs> we will we will stay tuned we for will. That. advice stay to come tuned. yeah all right we got a quick few spitfire questions instead of this or that's this time number one what is a relatively normal job you would be horrible at waitressing is that not like that's a yeah. normal job? Oh my God. I'm so impatient with people. Like if someone gives me like, uh, I can't even, I'm so impatient. I would also be bad at that. For me, it's executive assistant or any. Oh, I've done assistant. that. It's, I can't. No. It, it's not that I would be bad at it. It's that I would absolutely hate it. Yeah. No. And like despise every single thing that I have to do. I'm like, oh, like I need to like make this appointment for you. Guess what? I've been procrastinating on making an appointment for myself for six months because I don't like picking up the phone to call somebody to make an appointment. So <laughs> yeah, like, you'd be I terrible would, at that. I would despise. <laughs> and I knew this from the beginning. And it's so funny because I remember being in college, all of my friends uh, like in my program were like, yeah, you have to be an assistant. Like when you start out in the music industry, I'm like, no, 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 way, not, no how. not me. I can't, I won't, I refuse. And they're like, no, Alana, like, trust me, like, you can't, there's no other like entry level job. I'm like, I will find one. And I, <laughs> I found the one and only. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. Next question. Oh, waitressing hot tip for anyone 
you know when you're carrying like a full glass or a lot of glasses or a tray of glasses and they're, they're like full with liquid yeah the key is to not look at it oh you gotta like look where you're going instead and the liquid will stay in the cup all right thanks for letting me know when i go and do that <laughs> what is one word that you have always struggled to spell definitely interesting can't fucking spell it try no okay can i do it <laughs> I literally can't do it. Can I? Yeah. D-E-F-I-N-I-T-E-L-Y. Definitely. Yeah, I can't do it. Also, um, coincidence. Oh, no, not coincidence. I can spell coincidence. I can't spell... Oh, my God. What's the word? What's the word? Fuck. Coincide? Correspond? No. Um, co- is Course. It co- is it coincidence? Maybe it's coincidence. Try. No. You <laughs> <laughs> a life in progress spelling bee. Um, Wait, what about you? Jewelry. Oh, me Same. But I, you know what? I just suck at grammar. I'm going to be honest. You can't spell and copy for shit. What is the weirdest place you've ever cried? Camilla Cabello's yacht. My dog died. Um, yeah, like the night before or actually like that day. And I was depressed and and we were going on a boat, uh, her yacht, not just a boat. Her yacht. Yeah. And I cried Woof. by myself. Oh, yeah. It's awkward. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. What about you? No, so many places, hmm. so many places. I, I, I mean, I've cried. I've cried in all the normal places. Like I've cried at, at stores. I've cried in the subway. I've cried on airplanes. I've cried like in parks. All right. So you've cried a lot. There was, a, there was definitely a big phase in my life where I had to like leave meetings to go to the bathroom and cry. Oh, I have, I have a quick story. Yeah. Okay, because it's hilarious. Yeah. I'll never forget junior year of college. If anybody, any college friends who are in this class with me, like they'll know. I had a po- We were in a poetry class. Don't ask me why. <laughs> and I could not for the life of me memorize my poetry thing. It was like five lines. And I got up there. I said one word and I started crying. I had to walk out. Oh, that's why I have a fear of public speaking. Mm, because you know. that happened to me in high school. Yeah, um, it was really scary. I also, I ran out of a, um, my like pre-calc midterm or final. I, like I had a, a full on, I think it was like my first panic attack of my entire life. Um, Christina was there and Christina had a history of running out of tests. And so I guess I was like, oh, the only solution here is to run out crying. <laughs> and so I panicked and I ran out crying. She came after me. Good friend. What is one thing that you can't do that you wish you could? Sing. Yeah. I'm really upset. I can't do that. Same. Really upset. Same. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all we have? That's all we have. Oh. Short, sweet, to the point. Okay. <laughs> That's it. On that note. On that note. Yeah, see, I can't sing. <laughs> Let's spare their ears. Okay. Sorry. At least we're both tone deaf. That would be really like, that's where like our competitiveness would be a problem. If like one of us could do the thing that the other so desperately wanted to do, it couldn't do. Is there something that like one can do, but like the other really can't? Um... That you'd even want to do? I don't know. I don't know either. We'll find out. Yeah, I guess so. There definitely is. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Well, (laughs) thank you guys. This was fun. We are going to do a part two on career because we had a lot of things that we did not get to, but we don't want to make people sit and listen to our voices for that long. Yeah, we get sick of ourselves too. Yeah, that's true. Um, Thanks for coming. You, you're good at the Thanks whole... Thanks for coming. Where did they go? Oh. 
Where did right. they come to? I don't see. I'm not good at the beginning and the ending, so please just do it. I got you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Life in Progress. Make sure you are following us on Instagram, on TikTok at It's Life in Progress. Please, 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 if you have not given a five star rating and review yet, it means so much. And the best thing you could possibly do, other than if you know somebody who works in marketing for a brand, tell them to sponsor us, is <laughs> share this with a friend, post it on your story, send it to somebody who is struggling in their career right now or looking to make a switch, just looking for career guidance, advice, send it to your group chat, send it to your best friend, send it to your dog walker. You are such a fast talker. Holy. This part needs to. No, no it's great. Did. It's great. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, it's great. Anyway, see you next hump day. Bye. <laughs>